us, this is probably the last podcast that you will get. It's been uh, a thrill. It's been uh, a fun ride to be able to bring this to you each and every day and talk about Florida football and baseball and basketball and even some quirky things that we have uh, thrown in over the last about year and a half. And uh, to all uh, the, the loyal listeners out there, uh, we appreciate you. We love you. And it's, uh, it's certainly going to be something that we will miss. But uh, Zach and I do a radio show each and every afternoon on uh, a local station in Gainesville. So you can find it. It's uh, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. There's an app. So uh, wherever you're listening across the country, you can uh, stream us from 4 to 6. And we'll still do some of those quirky, obnoxious, goofy things that we do uh, each and every time we bring you Chomp Chat. So, uh, Zach, I, I know uh, it's bittersweet somewhat, but uh, there's still uh, plenty to talk about, and uh, we'll, we'll try to end on a good note today. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I obviously, you know, just want to extend my thanks to everybody that, that has been listening since we started this thing up, Jeff, because, you know, obviously came over to SEC country strictly as a sports writer, and this was something that they just – you know, wanted to have us start, and, and, you know, you and I were doing a radio show, so it just made sense. And, uh, you know, to, for it to grow the way it has and for people to, you know, have said the things that they have uh, about how much it meant to them to be able to get through their weeks by listening to us. And even when that news came out last month, we had so many folks, uh, you know, come out and say, please continue the podcast as long as you can. Uh, so it's been fun, you know, to do that. And then obviously, man, uh, you know, for all the ones that all the people out there that have loved listeners, you guys can definitely continue to tune in on the tailgate. You know, because you can listen to that show live. You can go back and listen to the playback, and uh, you know, we're at you every week with the show. Well, we are, and uh, every week it seems like Dan Mullen is bringing more and more people to town. We've talked yesterday about the campers. We talked yesterday about the people that came for their official visits last week, but I know this weekend is uh, another big one. I won't be here to, to see him, but you will, and uh, Dan Mullen's getting some good ones again. Yeah, for sure. You know, two two official visitors coming into town, and, and Ethan Ray, a four-star tight end from California, and Keandre Jones, a four-star guard um, from the Peach State, and Two really big visits for the Gators because you're talking about guys at positions of need and also two recruits that have been really pursued heavily by this staff uh, in this cycle. And starting with Ray, you know, he's uh, just the latest California prospect that's coming in for an official visit and, and to check out the Gators. And he's a guy that's already been to Florida once, like I said. Um, you know, enjoyed that trip. He got to, you know, really check out UF for the first time. Um, this This will be an opportunity to get – more of a you know of a weekend with the staff and, and kind of sit down and learn about the offense and how they use the tight end and, and certainly the need that they have. I think that's the one pitch that they're really selling him on is you know yeah you're going to come all the way from the West Coast but you have a chance to come in and play pretty early in your career and the way that we use tight ends uh, can set you up for success at the next level and and that that's the pitch you know obviously he's a guy that uh, by taking this trip and other trips he seems like he's willing to leave. Um, the state of California and the Gators just got to show him this weekend that if he wants to play tight end, this is the place to do it. Well, and, and tight end has got to be a position that Dan Mullen's got to be coveting because we talk so much about different guys as tight ends coming to be here. And, and we've talked over the, the years about how important that position is. We haven't really seen it under the previous offense. It was just sort of there. But I think Florida's got some some talent on the roster with that. But they're, they're obviously paying a lot of attention to trying to make that position better. Yeah, I mean, because obviously we know Keon Zipper, they've been after uh, Jaleel Billingsley. They're, you know, they're the team to beat for him. Uh, and they, they got themselves in, in contention for a couple more tight ends. So 
they're really, you know, doing their homework, as we've been saying. It seems like we say that all the time about this staff. and uh, But they really are. They're leaving no stern unturned. I mean, we saw that last week when they had these uh, linemen from Europe come in and visit, uh, you know, and even with the, the, you know, what they've done in California, the amount of prospects that they've been able to, to get the Gators in contention for and have them show an interest and have them coming out on their own dime, uh, it really speaks to the efforts that they've been putting in. And, and Keandre Jones is another guy that's going to come in for an official visit. Uh, I think it, probably a recruit that, that Florida recruit Knicks are familiar with from this process because he's really close to Emory Jones, Florida's freshman quarterback. And when he came and took some trips during the spring and spent time around the team as they were practicing and was kind of attached at the hip with Emory Jones, it was kind of assumed, you know, back then that, that the Gators might be, you know, the team to beat for him and that he would eventually end up at Florida. And that may still be the case. Uh, but they have some competition, uh, you know, namely Auburn. I, I think that when you look at the trips that he's taken up to the Plains and, and, and what the Tigers have done to, to really become a factor in his recruitment, uh, they're right there with Florida, if not, you know, maybe the team to beat going into this weekend. So the Gators still have some work to do here. Uh, but because of the need on the offensive line, because of the relationship that he has with Hevesy um, that dates back to when he was at Mississippi State, and then certainly with Emory Jones being here, uh, the Gators are going to bring him in here and feel like they have a few factors uh, you know, that, could, that could lean him in, in their favor. Well, since this is going to be the last one, and we won't get to talk more about uh, the people that are coming to town throughout the rest of the summer, not, not to say anybody, but I think where we have to, if you're a Florida fan, you have to look at this program and say it's it's headed in the right direction. As much as we've talked about Mullen and the staff and all the things that they're doing from recruiting-wise, relationship-wise, I mean, heck, the, the barbecue and just the, the, the different things that he has now brought to this program. I know, Zach, there's been some concern about Florida still not getting a ton of recruits and people committing and saying that they want to become Gators. But it, it almost feels to me it's like a calm before the storm, and, and it's yeah. a good storm because there is so much excitement. There are so many people having that interest to be Florida Gators. So I think inevitably Gator fans should feel that Florida's in a good spot right now. Even though they're not getting a lot of people, it, it's it's like the old line from uh, Field of Dreams, one of my favorite movies. If you build it, they will come, and uh, I, I think that they are coming. Yeah, no, I, you know, I couldn't have said it better, Jeff. That's really um, a great representation of, I think, how things are developing with Florida's recruiting because, you know, we hear it a lot um, on our radio show, Jeff. Folks have called in throughout the spring, and now we're getting into the summer, about, you know, just not the lack of commitments necessarily, but they want to see Florida just immediately jump back uh, into the, you know, to the rank of the elites and get up there in the top ten, get up there in the top five, Yes, the Gators have landed some top 100 kids under Dan Mullen and the staff, you know, dating back to the last cycle, and they've gotten some big commits in this class. But folks want to see those big names, some of the ones that have been coming in for official visits these last few weekends. And, you know, talking to, you know, guys like Graham Hall from the Gainesville Sun and some other reporters that cover Florida recruiting, I mean, myself and them have never felt in, in recent weeks and recent months that things were going bad for photo recruiting, that there was cause for concern, that there was reasons that Gator fans uh, needed to be worrying about the way things were developing because we have seen all the guys that have been coming to campus and the amount of unofficial visits and the guys that are coming from all over the country uh, on their own dime to show interest in Florida because that was not happening at the level that it's been happening this year under the previous staff. It just, I mean, there's no comparison to the amount of recruits that they had in, in the spring, the amount of recruits that they've had in for summer camps, 
they're just blowing them out the water. And eventually, those are going to lead to commits. And I always tell Florida fans that they're, you know, if you're going to follow it closely and really paying attention to it, you know, pay attention to who the Gators are going after and pay attention to who's coming to campus. And you can tell from that who the top 10, 15 targets are and who the staff really wants. And once you know that, once you're aware of that, just follow on the recruiting process. As long as those guys that are a top 10, top 15 target for Florida, as long as they're not committing to other schools um, and they're off the board, there's no reason to worry. you got to let the process play out, let these guys take their visits, let them consider all their options, and then they're going to make a decision. But Florida has clearly established themselves as a finalist for most of these kids. And, you know, for the you know phone call we got just last week, Jeff, when someone asked me, when are the games are going to start getting some of these top 50, top 100 guys? All I can say is just wait because <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. Well, and, and then the last thing, too, what what is reasonable to say where Florida should be recruiting-wise? I think we, we see Alabama each and every year being in the top one, uh, if not – two or three, and, and Georgia's now starting to establish that. Clemson's starting to establish that. Is, is it fair to say that Florida should be in the top five? I mean, heck, at the most top ten each and every year? Yes. No, I, I, I think Dan Mullen would tell you that in a heartbeat uh, because the teams that are winning the national championships and going to the college football playoffs, and um, you know that's where they are. That's where they rank in recruiting, and that's where the Gators were at when they were winning national titles. So everyone knows that. Um, I think in this year, because of the foundation that they laid in terms of the relationships that they've kind of established, the guys that they've gotten on campus, and just the positive momentum that's coming from this program. Now, remember, these guys got to still go out and play some games this fall and show recruits what their football team is like. Um, so, you know, there's still some work to be done on that front. But I think that the potential is there, definitely for a top 10 class, um, if they can land their top targets, if they get some surprises. Uh, you know, maybe a flip or two that folks weren't expecting, like an Emory Jones, uh, for instance, maybe that could propel them into the top five. But that's where Florida needs to be at each and every year. Um, and it does take the tireless work um, that the staff has been putting in to where they're getting guys on campus constantly. They're always out on the road. They're always making sure that they're uh, evaluating other options and sleepers and potential guys that they could add to their board. Um, and, you know, I, I think that that really comes from the work that this staff put in at Mississippi State. To be able to field a football team that could compete in the SEC West, they really had to do a good job recruiting. They couldn't get the top prospects to Starkville. Uh, and I think that that stuff is going to pay dividends for Florida as they build they're recruiting here. Well, and, and speaking of top staffs, that's what the Florida baseball team has. And the consistency that uh, you can look at with that program is certainly where we would love to see Florida football be. And uh, for the Florida baseball team, they get ready for Omaha, a visit uh, for the fourth time in the last four years. And it's seven times now under Kevin O'Sullivan. And they will play a team that they've played before out in Omaha. The first opponent, the Texas Tech Red Raiders, a team that won 44 games this year. They lost 18 of them. They beat Duke to uh, to get out of that region or a super regional to, to make it to Omaha. And for Texas Tech, a, a smaller school, a program that really wasn't that good, they've now made Omaha in three of the last five years. Now, once they've gotten there, they haven't had a lot of success. So we'll see how Florida handles it. But the last time that Florida played Texas Tech was in Omaha, and Texas Tech beat them in 2016, 3-2, to two, a low-scoring game, and the Gators just couldn't muster up enough hits. So we'll see if Texas Tech is ready to handle this situation. You, you look at the differences. 
Texas Tech, a team that, yeah, even though they were there a couple of years ago, they've only got four guys that actually played in Omaha on this roster, and, and three of them are pitchers. So not a ton of experience at the College World Series, but they will have some guys that were at least on that roster. And then as we know for Florida, they've got everybody that uh, was there playing last year, unless you were a freshman. And I would expect Brady Singer to pitch game one on Sunday and pitch the way he's always pitched. And, and Singer's only lost once the entire year. So I think Florida has an opportunity to get off to a really good start. And yeah, that's the most important thing. You win that first game in Omaha, it puts you in a great situation. You win the second one, you're basically in the driver's seat. So getting number one is huge, and we'll see if Brady Singer can get it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be be fun to see him go out there, Jeff. And, and obviously, when you look at this Florida baseball team, I mean, I get all the questions – uh, about recruiting when it comes to decisions and when is this guy going to commit? I'm sure you know every the thing that everyone wants to know from you, Jeff, is when it's going to take for Florida to win and repeat as national champions. And as you look at this team now through the season that they've been through, you know their strengths, you know their weaknesses, um, and, and you know what it takes for them to win in Omaha. With this specific group, what do you feel like is going to be the recipe this year? Yeah, I think this this year's biggest strength is the ability to come back. Last year it was winning close games and one-run games, and I think that played a big part of them winning in Omaha too because nothing bothered them. And it seems like this year is the same but for a different reason. I mean, there's been a lot of times where Florida's fallen behind early in games and then there's no quit in this offense. They've scored the most runs in the sixth and seventh innings, so they, they, they grind at you, they have quality at bats, and then they finally inevitably get to you, and it's so deflating to other teams that think that they've got a chance. So I like the resolve in this group. That it's a group that never really gets down. They don't get worried, and that's evident of what we saw in the Super Regional and still staying in there and not having good at bats, but still fighting and fighting until Langworthy was able to hit that home run. So I, I like Florida's chance. I think the one thing that's different this year that, that might be a little concerning is Florida's not playing as well defensively. And I think you have to be able to, to feel the ball and you got to be able to not make mistakes out there. And if you do make mistakes, then you're going to lose a game and then you're going to lose your season. So if Florida can handle that, not make too many defensive mistakes, I think they're just as good as any other team out there because they can pitch, they've got the experience, and you know certainly they're a much better hitting team that they, uh, than they were last year. So it'll be fun. You, inevitably, it's going to come down to getting some breaks and getting lucky, and, th and that's a big part of things. you, you got to be good, but you got to be lucky in order to win the College World Series, and that's uh, hopefully what happens. And, and Zach, I know we are lucky to uh, have been able to do this each and every day to uh, – all the, uh, the the people out there listening throughout uh, not only the Gator Nation, but people just want to get their fix on uh, what we're doing here in Gainesville. So again, very appreciative of everybody that uh, has, has been a part of this. And, you know, we might surface in, a, in another way. But again, we do do the radio show every afternoon. So see if you can find that and you can tune in and call in and maybe we'll get to hear your voice because you've heard our voices for uh, – for so long. So, uh, Zach, we give you one more chance to, uh, I guess, say goodbye to the peeps. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it's been, it's been a fun ride because like I said, to open, uh, you know, doing a podcast was nothing I ever planned on doing coming to sec country. And it's been nothing but a rewarding experience, uh, obviously to, to, to do this show with you, uh, you know, each and every day, but, but really for the fans to give them something that, that ended up becoming part of their daily routine, uh, was really cool. And, and that's why, you know, I just want to stress that radio show is, is something that you guys can continue to enjoy. Um, and, you know, wherever I pop up next, 
you guys will find out very soon and uh, hopefully continue to keep, keep bringing you guys the Gator coverage that you guys crave. Yeah, you'll see that that ugly mug on Twitter. So, uh, Zach, <laughs> we, uh, we appreciate it. And, again, appreciate each and every one of you. Couldn't have done it without you and, and your loyalty to, uh, to what we were doing here on Chomp Chat. For Zach Albaverde, I am Jeff Cardozo. For the last time, we bring you an edition of Chomp Chat, the Florida podcast presented by SECCountry.com.